Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. I'm your host, Dave C., and you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe, and the show ID is 791-0667, and you're most welcome. Oh, yes, you're welcome indeed. We're on a weekend episode. Yes, Never Isolated. We're back to our lonesome quiz. We're indeed up to quiz 23, but the episode number is episode 125, Never Isolated, the Lonesome Quiz 23. And of course, there are four. Therefore, that means there are 22 back ones that we've done, uh, usually one per weekend. I think I might have missed the odd weekend out uh, when we were doing lots of the uh, midday shows on this call that is mainly about COVID-19, the world pandemic, and how it's affected people based in the UK like myself and, and various countries around the world and trying to give some sort of um, considered uh, viewpoint based from the UK, in fact, from England. And uh, uh, to that end, I would uh, uh, link back to things like the BBC News Online on a public need-to-know basis. But just to lighten up the load somewhat, uh, each week I've had a lonesome quiz. Now, it's called a lonesome quiz because although I'm doing this live, any mistakes I make will be left in the audio recording. And uh, unless something like the telephone goes off or something, um, but I'm doing it as a live performance performance that's a bit of a claim isn't it i'm doing it as a live activity and um if i do make any mistakes they will be left in and that will mean you will get 10 bonus points yes because every question on the lonesome quiz is 10 points per correct answer sometimes there are bonus points of uh, five but in the main it's 10 points and if I mess up a question, then everybody who listens back will get a, a 10 points for my mistake. So you will need, and please do have, a pen and paper to hand. The lonesome part is the fact that you won't be hearing the other contestants because each person will do this as and when they download or discover this episode. Uh, just to give you an idea, there will be a possibility of a maximum score of about 350 points. We've got five rounds. The final round, as always, is audio round. 
And on most of the rounds uh, that I do in these different quizzes, they're usually about six questions per round. And we try and do it all in under an hour. Usually we're trying to get down now. I did have six rounds. I've dropped one round. We're down to five. Uh, so we're trying to do it in about 50 minutes. So hopefully uh, settle yourself down somewhere. Have a pen and paper to hand for two reasons. One, because of keeping your score, as I just pointed out. And secondly, because the very first round is our standard anagram round. Yeah, get, 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 get the, 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 the head scratching stuff out of the way. I don't make them too difficult because I don't want people to be hanging on for many, many seconds to, to go to all the permutations of an anagram. So they are not really difficult by quiz standards. And just before we uh, start, let me just play in one of my little uh, promo clips, as it were. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, and one final thing again before I start. The most recent uh, episode before this, this should be going up, by the way, on the feeds for Sunday, the 4th of October. But the, the most recent one on the feeds was episode 124, Never Isolated, Second Waves and Shock Waves. Um, and of course, like this one is on the show ID 7910667. Um, and then the next live one after this, which will be episode uh, 126, should be sometime midweek um, in this first full week of October 2020. Yes, I think we all know we're living through 2020 and many of us will be glad. Well, still be glad to be living, but not living through 2020. We're all, I think, looking forward to 2021. <clears throat> However, let's get on with the quiz. So let's see. What should we do to do that? That's a little bit of a conundrum. OK, let's get started with round one. Oh, there you are. That helps a lot. Well, round one is anagrams. Now, I've done a similar sort of thing to this in the past, but uh, I don't think that they're exactly the same answers. Always difficult with a person of my advancing years is, and I think I've mentioned this before, you have three or four good ideas in a day. Yeah, it's not one or two, you have three or four. Unfortunately, if you were to write them down, you'd find out that it was the same idea that you'd forgotten you'd had. Anyway, this is anagrams on orchestral instruments. What I will do is I'll read out the anagram and then I will spell it out just in case my pronunciation are indeed the word that I say has more than one spelling. And uh, then I will give you a little bit of time to come up with the answers. But I don't think they're too difficult. So orchestral instrument. And number one, the anagram is car inlet. Car inlet. And I'll spell that for you. C-A-R-I-N-L-E-T. Car inlet. Musical instrument found in a classical orchestra 
what can you make from that anagram? We'll give you a little bit of time on the first one, just to get your sort of your, your juices flowing, your mind going. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, you're, you're approaching this on a, a quieter moment of the day. Maybe it's your lunch hour. Even if you're uh, not working uh, at the office, maybe you're working at home. I do hope, uh, I said to my son and daughter, who are both working from home at the moment, you know, uh, do step away from the computer. Do go and make yourself a cup of tea, um, you know, one of the major problems about people working from home, and I'm, you can stop me listening to me whittering if you want while you work your anagram out. But um, one of the things is that in the office you have a you know a good quality table, the right height. You have your uh, comfortable office chair, no doubt, and you have um, you know good uh, uh, ambient temperature and so on and so forth. Um, you need to try and replicate that as much as possible at home. And indeed, um, I think my son was able to get um, somebody towards, he needed two monitors to do his job. And of course, at home, he had his own monitor. But I think he got some funds towards the second monitor because it was a requirement for, for, for doing his job where he needed to have some statistics available on a second monitor. Okay, that's enough me wittering on. I certainly won't do that between every question. Car inlet. The orchestral instrument that that is an anagram of is clarinet. Ten points if you've got clarinet as your answer. Okay, I will be more speedy on the others. Number two, lean grit. Lean grit. L-E-A-N-G-R-I-T. Anagram of an instrument that will be in an orchestral or a classical orchestra. Now, some of these instruments will be ones that are virtually played through the whole of the symphony. Others will be little feature instruments that perhaps just play occasionally, or indeed, maybe somebody who normally mans a particular instrument, mans as a funny way of putting it, but th there may be people within the orchestra that don't just have a single instrument in front of them. But what is the anagram lean grit when you rearrange it into a orchestral instrument? And in five, four, three, two, one. The answer is triangle. Yeah, there doesn't seem enough letters with that, but the answer is triangle. So, 10 points again. Six questions in this round, 60 points up for grabs. Number three. I like this one. I like the clue. Coke spelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Coke spelling. That's a good way of doing an anagram, isn't it? And I will indeed spell it out. C-O-K-E-S-P-E-L-L-I-N-G. <clears throat> Think of an instrument that's used in an orchestra using 
all the letters Coke spelling. And I'm just sipping my cup of tea, no wine today. It's um, early evening as I do this before I uh, put it up. And I time travel to yesterday because a little secret. I'm recording this on the Monday. Sunday. Clever that, isn't it? <clears throat> and the answer is in five, four, three, two, one. Glockenspiel. Glockenspiel. If I say that almost in a German accent, which I didn't really do. Or Austria, is it an Austrian accent? Glockenspiel. Okay, that was the third one. So we've had clarinet. Triangle glockenspiel. <clears throat> I'm going to have to clear my throat after saying that one. Here we go. Number four. L hop onyx. I will spell that out for you. E L H O P O N Y X. L hop onyx. Okay. Think of some of those letters in there. They may give you a real clue into it. E-L-H-O-P-O-N-Y-X. And in five, four, three, two, one. L-O-P-O-N-Y-X is xylophone. Xylophone. Number five. Coil cop. That's a good one, isn't it? Coil cop. C O I L C O P. There's seven letters. C O I L C O P. Coil cop. What instrument? In an orchestra, could that be? And I'm going to count us down in a moment. Remember to keep your score through these. In five, four, three, two, one. Coil cop is piccolo. Piccolo. Last one, number six. Abused slob. <laughs> Abused slob. I've got this um, uh, program going. It's called www.wordsmith.org forward slash anagram. And with some of these uh, clues, sorry, some of the answers, it will give only five or six anagrams, but some it'll come up with about 20 or 30. And when it does that, I try and pick an amusing one like Coke, Spelling, Lean Grit, Car Inlet. Yeah, those are the ones we've had. Coil Cop. But this one is, for the last one, Abused Slob. A-B-U-S-E-D. S-L-O-B. Abused Slob. 
And I'm just going to play in my little clip to give you a moment to think. This is Never Isolated podcast here on Touch You. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. And the answer, abused slob, is an anagram of double bass. A double bass. Not a double bass. Double bass. But it is Double pace. <laughs> there you go. That's the anagram. That is round one already. Wow. Let's have a think. Okay, let's move on to round two. Well, that didn't take much of a think, did it? But will round two take a lot of think? Here we are. We've got round two movie one liners. Yeah. But what's the movie? Yeah. Can 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 Dave summons up any acting skills here? Eh? Should we try it? Here we go. I've got to slap the, the desk when I do this one. Got to have a bit of, you know, character uh, in here. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Yeah? Did I get the part? Any idea? The film? That quote, one line it comes from? I'm walking here. Remember, 10 points. There are six in this round. 10 points if you got Midnight Cowboy. And I'm going to say, if you got the actor, well, let's do it. We'll do it either way around. Um, Five points, but I didn't ask for the actor. So if you knew it was Dustin Hoffman, you didn't have to write it down as long as you knew in your head that that was who it was. Five points. So let's say 15 points if you got both answers, whichever way around. So I'm walking here. Dustin Hoffman, Midnight Cowboy. I won't always say the actor's name. Um, in some of them, it's just the name of the film I want. And indeed, that's the case with number two. Now, I've got to rave a bit with this one. I've got to put my hands in the air as fists. I've got to stand up. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, you're, you're not. Well, don't go. No, don't, don't be like that. Stay and play a bit longer. I'll read it more normally. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Movie. What's the name of the movie? Single word for this one. And the answer is network. It's this newsreader that uh, goes off the rails. And uh, I haven't got the page open at the moment. I've just forgotten the name of the actor. Uh, but um, if you're convinced you know the actor and you said it, give yourself five points bonus. But the answer for 10 was network. Number three. I can't do this, but it's in an American accent. Show me the money. Show me the money. I'll give you a clue for this because I don't think I did that very well. It's a sort of sports movie. I think that will help. I think that will help. And the answer is Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is the name. Tom Cruise was uh, playing the part, but 
but the part he was playing was Jerry Maguire. So you can't have bonus points for that because the name of the movie was the name of the person speaking. Yeah. Ready? Now, next one. Here we go. Uh, should I give you a clue for this one? No, it's too well known. But I'm going to stretch one arm out and go to infinity and beyond. You think I'm dumbing it down too much? These are too easy. All right, we won't hang about for that one. So Infinity Beyond, of course, it was Toy Story, and the character was Buzz Lightyear. So if you don't, if you think that's only worth 10 points, just give yourself 10 points, but you could give yourself 15 points for that. No, oh dear. I'm beginning to think these are too easy. Well, you know, I've done some rounds on some of the quizzes that afterwards I've thought have been too hard, so... Probably about time I did an easy round. We'll move on out. What it will do is I won't spend long on each question. We're already up to number five. There's only two more. And this is Go Ahead, Make My Day. But you might not get the right film because it was a franchise of films. Okay, the actor was Clint Eastwood and he was playing Dirty Harry. So I suppose you get five points, that's 10 points. But did you get the right one? The film where he actually said that line was Sudden Impact. Yes, Sudden Impact. Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood. Go ahead, I've just made your day. Yeah, because you got more right, didn't you? Oh, well. Ah, I'm trying here. I'm trying. I'm walking here. I'm trying here. I'm trying your patience. Oh, sorry. Well, there's only one more in this round. Here's looking at you, kid. Not the person that said that, but uh, one of my favourite actresses it was being said to. Here's looking at you, kid. Comes right at the end of the movie. And the answer is Casablanca. I still think that's a fantastic film. I, I watch it, must watch it at least once a year. Casablanca. Well, we're moving quite well. We're, we're cooking on gas, as they say. What happens now? Hope you're doing okay. It's time for round three. Well, there you are. Now, you see, you thought, this, 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 this is easy peasy. This quiz. Well, got news for you. We're going a bit. Uh, we're going a bit up market here with the next round. Famous inventors and their best invention ideas. Right, right. So this person, uh, and I'll, I'll allow you just to give a surname. I think in many of these cases. Right, this scientist. I'm going to read you some background. But you've got to work out who the scientist was who had the, the big breakthrough, breakthrough associated with this background that I'm giving. OK. The first permanent photograph, along with the method of reproducing images uh, from nature by light, was invented by uh, Nisipese or something of France. That's not the answer. Unfortunately, the exposure time required to reduce 
decent picture image use was about eight hours long. But it was this person we want as the answer, also French, who perfected the method of reducing the exposure time to only about 30 minutes. Long time to stand still, but they were mainly pastoral scenes that they photographed, uh, sides of a, a building or a castle or something. He used a combination of mercury vapour and table salt to expose a plate of iodized silver to make the process more efficient without sacrificing picture quality. In fact, the picture was better than the earlier method. And the image was a permanent image too. But what was the name of the person who came up with this process? The process was named after them, by the way. Okay, the answer to number one is Louis Daguerre, D-A-G-U-E-R-R-E, the Garinger type, I think they called the method uh, after his... Uh, you don't need to have got Louis, 10 points if you've got Daguerre, Derringer type. Number two. The inventor we want. The invention of paper allowed humans to make notes and record history without spending too much money on silk. So it made the process of passing on the knowledge to the next generation more affordable. However, it was the invention of this printing method that completely changed the world. As a matter of fact, many people say that this person, his Printing method is the most important invention of all time because you didn't have to rely on word of mouth. Uh, scribes uh, in monasteries writing down things, you could duplicate from this method. You've got it. You must do. I think most people learn this at school. It's Gutenberg, the Gutenberg Press, Johannes Gutenberg was the answer. Just take Gutenberg. So 10 points for that. If you knew his first name, perhaps you should give yourself five bonus points. See, you thought I was leading you astray with that last one being so easy peasy. Here we go. Number three. Two brothers were French pioneers who developed and performed the first untethered flights in a hot air balloon. All started in 1782 when the two discovered that heated air collected inside a fabric bag caused the bag to move up and fly. It sounds simple, but it took some serious work to figure out how to use it practically. Just a surname here, because I'm not even sure I can pronounce one of the names. Two brothers. I think this one is you either know or you don't. The Montgolfier brothers is the answer. Montgolfier. Their first names were Joseph and Etienne, I think is how you pronounce it. E-T-I-E-N-N-E. But the answer we need is Montgolfier. Well, we're going through them quickly because I think this are these, although it's a hard round, or could be a hard round, if you know it, you know it. Okay, number four, six to 
answer. Number four, a computer program called Inquire became the first to be able to store information in documents or files that contain links. The program came known as Hypertext or Hypertext Links. Now, it was developed by this person who worked at CERN. And he began working on a way of sharing these hypertext limits to eliminate the need for constantly exchanging emails. So he did it. And following the invention of this, basically the World Wide Web was born. What's that man's name? And I think we need the first name for this one. This is a 21st century, well, end of the 20th century name. And the answer is for number four, Tim Berners-Lee. It's hyphenated his surname, Tim Berners-Lee. But it was all to do with CERN um, and their need to pass copious amounts of research and to be able to have hypertext links in that. And the World Wide Web um, followed on with that. Number five. This man's senior thesis at the RAF College on jet propulsion in 1928, before the Second World War, was ridiculed by the Air Ministry as impractical. But it didn't stop him from continuing development. He obtained his first patent for a turbojet engine just two years later and founded the Power Jets Limited with his associates in 1936. However, the actual operation of jet-powered aircraft was built and successfully tested for the first time in Germany uh, by Hans Pabst von Ohain, O-H-A-I-N, and that was on the 27th of August, 1939. But the person who invented it in the UK, do you know his name? Give you a moment to think, conjure it out of your head. And his answer, uh, the answer is Frank Whittle. Frank Whittle invented the jet engine. People think of uh, Von Braun um, and think about the, you know, the V2 rockets, V1 rockets and so on. Um, but it was Frank Whittle. I've got another one I cannot pronounce for this last one. That's a clue. Here we are, number six. This person invented what became commercially known as Kevlar. You know, the bulletproof vest, Kevlar vests and so on were made from this material. And I'm going to give you a clue. This is a female scientist. She began working on a polymer in the 50s and 60s. And her experiments led to the release of Nomex, a brand name of this polymy, I can't pronounce it, in 1961. But leading on from these materials, this resulted in fibres that were very stiff, like nothing before, and had excellent tensile strength. And the product eventually was released commercially as Kevlar. The answer, and I got, you may know it, and if you do, bravo to you, was Stephanie Kowalek. And I'm going to spell it out. K 
K-W-O-L-E-K and invented Kevlar, among known from the Kevlar vest that uh, people wear. Well, that's the end of round three. Okay, time for round four. There you go. And we're only about 30 minutes, so we're doing pretty well here, I think. Not too bad at all. Okay, round four. Well, we're in October. Yeah, yeah, I've already mentioned it. Uh, So all these things are from Wikipage, all relate to the month of October. Not in every country, but I've tried to be selective in the ones that I've chosen. Some are world days. Some are more particular certain countries. So, okay, number one. We love this meal. And this month is its national month. It's the national month in October, the whole month. And I'm going to give you a clue because this is getting your head around this sort of round. This food substance that people love to eat, they will usually uh, eat it maybe as a takeaway, maybe in a restaurant, and it is round on the plate. Is that too much clue? Well, it is the first one. What national food has its national day in October, particularly in America? Even though I don't think the food first started in America. Oh, that's another clue. Okay, answer to number one. October is National Pizza Month. National Pizza Month is October. It's an American observance occurs for the month of October every year. And you go and check that out at um, wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash national underscore pizza underscore month. So the answer was pizza. Number two, this is going up for the 4th of October, which is actually a world day for a particular Uh, support our protection of something. And I'm going to give you a clue because that's very vague. The patron saint of this cause is Francis of Assisi. So think about what that saint is associated with because that is what this World Day is, 4th of October. And the answer is, it's World Animal Day. The 4th of October is World Animal Day. And again, you can check that out on the wiki page. Okay, number three. October the 10th, coming up soon, is an international day for a particular type of health our awareness of a particular type of health that sometimes may have social stigma attached to it. Not so much now as it used to, thankfully, but what is the World Health Day, October the 10th? 
very important and um, quite significant with all that's going on in the world at the moment. And the answer to this, number three, number three, 10 points for a correct answer. October the 10th is World Mental Health Day. World Mental Health Day. So if you're listening to this, uh, after it's gone up for 4th of October, before the 10th, um, it's World Mental Health Day. Um, and it's um, for health education, awareness and advocacy against social stigma. October the 16th is a World Something Day. A World Something Day. And it's got a loose connection, I suppose, with the first one we did uh, in this round. What is the October the 16th? It's World Something Day. Celebrated every year around the world. It's to do with an organisation that was formed by the United Nations in 1945. The day is celebrated widely by many other organisations concerned with this particular product and its security, especially in a world of, what is it, over 7 billion people nowadays. That's a bit of a clue. Number four, 16th of October is World Food Day. World Food Day. Okay, just got two more. Number five. October the 18th is a special day for one particular U.S. state. One particular U.S. state. Now, does that ring any bells for anybody? It's a legal holiday in this particular state. It's observed on October the 18th. And it celebrates a year, so that might give you a clue, 1867. Is that giving it away? I still think you get 10 points. The answer is Alaska Day. Alaska Day is the legal holiday in the state of Alaska observed on October the 18th. It is the anniversary of the formal transfer of the territory of Alaska from Russia to the United States, which occurred on Friday, October the 18th, 1867. See, You've been educated as well as hopefully having a good day. And again, if you go to the wiki page, Alaska underscore day, you can learn more about that. And the last one is number six in this round, National Something Day, October the 29th. Yeah, I've stayed away clear from uh, Halloween this time. Um, this is October the 29th. National something day in the US. Also, um, I think it's accelerated on a different day in Canada. I think it's August the 8th in Canada. But in US, it's October 
the 29th. And I'm going to give you a clue. The name is domesticated. Yeah, I don't think I can say any more than that. Anything else will give it away far too much. Okay, I won't prolong it any longer. In the US, 29th of October is National Cat Day. So the dog lovers might not have got that, but the cat lovers may well have done. And it's August the 8th in Canada. Not too sure where it is in the UK, but if I wanted to know, I would know where to check. And that would be wiki forward slash national underscore cat underscore day. Or you could go to Wikipedia. Uh, dot org forward slash wiki forward slash October find out what other interesting things are happening on this day well that was round four here's round five. Oh, very business like very business like but no we're on the fun round we're on the audio round just six now there's only six this time because I've got to play two clips for each question well, I'm really going to play two, uh, but I'm going to be playing altered sound. Not altered states, but altered sound. So the clip you will hear twice. As a question, you will hear it in its altered state. I will tell you the answer. You'll go, if you got it right. Ah, uh, I don't believe that's the answer, but then I will play the unaltered copy and you will see that I was not misleading you and it was indeed the answer that I said. That's it. Okay, I won't play it all the way through, certainly the first time, and we'll see how much I can play when I'm playing it as a reveal as it were. So we're on the final round. Hope you're doing well. Remember, 10 points for each question. We've had it a couple of rounds with there have been 15. So the top score could be getting on to um, uh, over 360, 380 maybe. But uh, don't don't total up yet. We've got uh, this round to go. So here is an altered sound. Who is the person talking? And by who? I really mean the character here rather than the actress because it's taken from a TV series. Here we go. So, could you recognise that distorted audio? It's the first one. I should play it again. Okay, remember, we're looking, we're looking for the character, um, and I suppose you, we're probably talking about the series as well. But um, ten points up for grab. Who? Which character is talking? I'll go for go for the series if you think that helps. Uh, they like, they like. 
Okay, is it? Well, you were listening to Catherine Janeway going on waxing lyrical about coffee from Star Trek Voyager. This is how it should have sounded. Coffee first. This morning. Fourth, and on a day like today, it won't be my last. Coffee. The finest organic suspension ever devised. It's got me through the worst of the last three years. I beat the Borg with it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Voyager will be fine. <laughs> there you are. That was a good one, wasn't it? I enjoyed that one. Right. Now, the next one is um, from a program where um, it's not a – it's a, a – a light entertainment show. I think that's, I can't say too much more, but listen to the altered audio first. Did you get it? I might give a clue for this one, but you go down to five points. There were two voices there. That's still on ten points for that. It was from a sketch show, or a sketch from a show that has a series of sketches in it. Well, the answer is... It was the four candle sketch. That's the 10 points. And it was the two Ronnies. So, oh, what the heck? What the heck? 10 points if you got the candle at four candles. 10 points if you got the two Ronnies. And just 10 points if you got just one of the those. But here is what it should have sounded like. Four candles. Four candles. You are four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are four candles. No, four candles. <laughs> candles for forks. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I do it for me. I'm the same as well. I, I know, I know. It's naughty, naughty, naughty. Okay, here we are. Uh, a altered audio. Now, this time, it's the actual introduction at the beginning of a TV series. So, listen carefully. It has been altered. And I suddenly realised that sounded a little bit too easy, so I cut it short. Play it again, but I'm not going to play anymore. That's this. I think this is too easy. You get that pingy perky type thing. What was that? What was the show? That was the intro, the sort of voiceover intro at the beginning of Dun 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 Dun. It was Quantum Leap. Dr. Sam Mechnick, Quantum Leap. Yes, so let's play that as it did sound, should sound, does sound. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime. 
Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator. <laughs> he awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. There you go. Okay, we're up to, well, we're up to number four. There are only a few questions left at the end of the quiz. Okay, now, this is a famous scene from a big movie franchise. So it's the scene we're after. It might be, well, we'll, we'll think about the bonus points in a minute. I should have done that before I started. I suppose I should, but uh, there you go. Amateur hour. It's amateur hour. Here we go. Here's the altered sound. What are you listening to? shouldn't have left that i should have perhaps just stopped it just a two few seconds i think some of you may have been struggling and then just got in under the on on just before i brought the hammer down there i'll play it again but i'm not gonna i'm gonna cut it off a little bit sooner because now you've got your ears tuned in hopefully here we go make sure i've got the right one <laughs> i've done this before you know when i've uh, Played the wrong clip. thought I cut it off in time. Well, you must have got that. You must have got that is the uh, scene of Spock. Spoilers here. Um, a very sad scene where he he appears to be dying, and that's the end of that character in the movie. Uh, luckily, there's a film that follows called The Search for Spock, but uh, in that particular one. It was this scene, and this is how it would originally have played. Uh, let, me, uh, let me see if I've got the right one. Here we go. Ship. Out of danger. Yes. Don't breathe, Admiral. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. 
Yeah, there we go. That was that. We've only got two more left. Oh, dear. Here we go. Altered. Now, this is a famous... Um, said towards the end of, again, a, a very, very um, important... Can I use the word important? Landmark. Landmark film. Uh, and, uh, well... Listen to the altered version. I've seen things people. Oh, crikey. Again, that sounds to me. Because I know the answer, of course. I don't know whether it seems easy because I already know the answer. I'll play a bit longer. I was going to play quite a lot longer than that, but it seems so easy, that. But here we go. I've seen things You'll have got that. You must have. It's the replicant talking. His tears in the rain speech, Blade Runner. And this is how it sounded originally. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten hours gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Ruta Her, I can never pronounce his name. was the actor there. Ruta, I can never pronounce his name. Apologies for that. Okay, we're on to the final question. So that's just two clips the altered one and the reveal clip. So here we go. Now, again, different franchise, very famous, very, very much loved scene. A certain character is speaking. Well, let's see if you can recognise from this altered audio. Now, could you get that? I'm going to play it again because it's the last clip. But uh, did you get anything there that sort of peeped out at you that just gave you that little bit of a clue? Here we go. Is it? 
Yeah, I think there were two little sound clicks in the background. So if you didn't get the voice, those may have immediately jumped out to you, even though they were being played backwards. It was Obi-Wan Kenobi talking in Star Wars, the, the, the first film that came out, but the fourth installment is it. And he was describing and handing to Luke the lightsaber. Here we go. This is how it sounded originally. I have something here for you. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. He feared you might follow old Obi-Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Sure, go ahead. What is it? Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. Yeah, what a clip to finish on, eh? You like that? I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the quiz as a whole. Some rounds maybe more than others. Well, there you have it. That's myself, Dave C, saying that we've come to the end of Lonesome Quiz 23. That's on the Never Isolated podcast. And this is the episode 125. And it will be showing up on the feeds for Sunday, October uh, the 4th, 2020. And uh, as I say, the previous one uh, was midweek um, that... Um, Obviously, it was episode 124, and that was second waves and shock waves. And then sometime midweek this week, we will be back with um, the next episode, 126 of Never Isolated, in a more business-like mood, dealing with um, what is definitely becoming our is a very apparent second wave, particularly in the UK and some other countries. But we won't. Uh, we're in a good mood at the moment, so let's leave it at that and i'll let my own little recorded voice take us out thanks ever so much for listening and don't forget to check back on some of the many episodes on many podcast directories and uh, thank you if you've just discovered us and uh, give us a few more listens bye for now thank you for listening to never isolated show id 7910667 hosted here on talk show bye for now with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.